Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast brought to you by eToro. I am Sam North, the trading school lead here in the UK. And as always, I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Josh, how are you? I'm good, Sam. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. What have you been up to uh, since we've last spoke, which was actually only about 24 hours ago, but uh, anything exciting? Went back to the office today. Yeah, back in back in the back in the digs at Sydney. Um, things are starting to get a bit busier, I must say, uh, which is obviously good for for the whole uh, recovering economy, etc. So it's certainly getting busier, and usually tell when the you can never find a seat on the train. That's usually the the the, the key note there. But uh, yeah, still raining here in Sydney, so nothing else to note other than that. <laughs> Yeah, we need some uh, some sunshine over there for you. Mm. Um, we've made it to December, 1st of December, as of time of recording, finally. Uh, those those last sort of few days really seem to drag on forever. Um, but now it's, it's officially okay for people to put up their Christmas trees, I, I think, and let the good times commence in this festive season. Uh, for the podcast today, let's discuss uh, Omicron, the, the latest variant, non-farm payrolls which of course is this friday and we can also see how crypto is doing as well sounds good sounds good um question is sam have you got a tree up in your household everyone knows mine's up no not yet, not no, yet. No, okay i was thinking i was listening to uh, a random playlist today on spotify and it was just honestly it was full of christmas songs mm. everything from mariah to buble i had it all <laughs> um it was a bit too early for me but there we go yeah yeah i think uh you know, I'll give it a couple of weeks before I get the Pogues on and yeah. fairy tale in New York. Standard. Yeah, classic Christmas stuff. Um, so Omicron, Om- Omicron, however you pronounce it, I yeah. must say it's uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister that one. Um, what do we know so far? What what type of stocks have, have struggled over the last? Let's just call it week or so. Which have sort of performed a little bit better? I guess once we know that, we know how we can play. Should things get worse? all get better over the over the coming weeks yeah it's been a pretty mixed week so far obviously only sort of two days in probably be three days by the time this comes out but you know just the monday and tuesday so far markets up on monday you know really strong day um you know sort of batting off the the idea that the sort of the new strain is is really going to affect markets and then down you know tuesday pretty heavy so you know pretty mixed but looking at futures um so far today look pretty strong you know, S&P up 0.8 or 0.9%, NASDAQ up 1.2%, Euro stocks up half a percent. So, you know, pretty mixed across the board. You know, I think if we look at Monday, it felt like we were back in 2020. Um, all vaccine stocks soared, you know, Moderna were up 20%, Pfizer. Um, and then we had names like Peloton, Zoom, DocuSign, all those sort of you know, working from home, you know, fitness, etc., all moving higher on on the back of um sort of this this new fear really so it was it was quite an interesting day monday travel stocks got hit really hard they were the first to sell off cruise liners down big on monday 
and then yesterday you know the market just pretty much sold off uh, you know everything um particularly with the nasdaq you know only a few names sort of really standing out uh, out of the nasdaq 100 you know apple i think was the only one that sort of really saved it um look big part of that was obviously due to the moderna ceo saying that he thinks that you know the current vaccines that we have will sort of struggle with the the new variant um you know that effectively means that we might then see new lockdowns again you know if the if the ultimately if the the variant is um you know deadly enough you know to hospitalize people that's sort of the the idea behind it but i think what's really important is right now it's ifs and buts maybes because we just don't know the full extent um yes we've been told it's a cause for concern but until we get sort of clear data you know will vaccines work will it hospitalize people how deadly is it we won't really know um you know you know completely so until then i think we are likely to see a bit of volatility you know from the markets continuing um you know watching the news you know tonight i think some there was some positivity right we're, we're talking with we're talking that only could be six to eight weeks for you know some of these new vaccines to be manufactured well that, that's not you know too bad in the grand scheme of things and ultimately the vaccines that we do have they're not going to be completely redundant um they're still going to protect us to, to a you know a certain level so i think it's just going to be something like a booster so i from a you know again i'm definitely not uh you know a medical professional but it feels like we're maybe slightly overreacting and um, you know good news for traders uh vix hit the highest level overnight since sort of february um so traders dream right now which i'm sure you'll agree with sam yeah um but you know like i say until it's cleared up it's uncertain and at markets as we know hate uncertainty um so long-term investors you know they're not gonna they're not gonna like it but traders will, will enjoy this um you know spell of volatility but there's a lot to contend with you know right now outside of this you know jerome powell said you know and you know overnight that you know transition uh, transitory um you know is, is probably a word that he's not going to really use anymore he's going to retire that um to describe high inflation and um they also sort of you know had a discussion about sort of tapering again um you know wrapping up bond purchases you know you know sort of a little bit earlier so you know that sort of spooked the markets overnight as well and then that could obviously open the door to earlier interest rates um which obviously you know as i say it hit the markets pretty hard then the issue as well of of obviously suspending or uh, raising the us debt ceiling is also on the radar as well so like i said there's a lot out there a lot to contend with um and this just isn't really helping um anything right now yeah yeah well said i mean it's a tricky one isn't it if, if jerome powell is coming out and you know opening the door for sooner rate hikes than than expected for me, I take that almost as bullish that, you know, they think this variant or any other variants aren't going to derail things. But the markets hate uncertainty, like you said. It's very interesting, though, isn't it? How, how Powell has, has now suddenly come out and said it's it's uh, it's not so transitory as soon as he's got elected for his new term. He's changed his buck straight away. But there yeah, we go. You've got to play the field, right? Absolutely. Um, next up, and, and something Jerome Powell, I guess, will keep an eye on, is uh, is non-farm payrolls on, on Friday, the first Friday of the month so it's that time again in the united states uh what is the the street expecting and, and do you think this this move could uh could affect markets on on friday or is it a case of five minutes of chaos on the release and then we we pack our bags for the weekend and, and just forget about it yeah look I, th I think it can weigh on overall sentiment 
um, you know, especially in the outlook for you know the recovery ultimately, especially for for long term investors. But I'm not sure it changes anything drastically for an investor. You know, I you know really I'm not sure anybody's looking at the the you know the non farm data as a longer term investor and probably really changing their outlook. They would then go back to you know probably to, to more towards Jerome Powell and, and his comments around it. But great again, it's it's always a good time for investors. We tend to have that bit of volatility, um, you know, around you know FX pairs and, and the markets ultimately. So again, great on a Friday afternoon for a little bit of volatility in the market. But the the latest payrolls report uh, that we had in October showed that five hundred thirty one thousand jobs were added to the labour market. Um, that's the highest figure we've had since July. Uh, obviously, COVID cases are beginning to fall. The vaccines are increasing, um, and then the September was figure. The September figure was revised as well to three hundred twelve, uh, which was well up from one hundred ninety four thousand. So numbers, you know, ultimately were viewed as positive, and you know what we're seeing now is that you know employers are likely to be offering higher wages. They're hiring seasonal workers. You know, over the holiday period, we spoke a lot about retail. Um, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, and and the number of staff that they employ. You know, it's hundreds of thousands. You know, targets, WalMarts, etc. Over that period, so it looks like jobs growth is you know going to accelerate as we head into this year end and probably for this November period. Um, the number expected is around about five hundred fifty thousand, and the overall employment rate um, should improve to about four and a half percent. Up or down, sorry, from the 4.6 we had um, last month, and that would be the lowest level since March 2020. So really, sort of bucking that trend for this, you know, ultimately this recovery that that we've been discussing a lot. But obviously, of course, there is now this risk of of Omicron, um, you know, in the the COVID winter, you know, affecting this, you know, derailing it, and and ultimately we've had quite a few surprises from these jobs numbers uh, over the last few months. You know, that that number in September was obviously a huge miss, one hundred ninety four thousand. No one expected that at all. So we've also then if we're looking you know even further ahead we've got a, a federal vaccine mandate in the us which would affect about 100 million workers and that comes in on uh, january the 4th so that could really affect numbers again if we're looking really really further ahead going into you know 2022 um but but as i say you know if we get a positive number again that sort of it, it, we're back on track in terms of that recovery um a weaker number again you know that's when we then start to ask questions again of, of jerome powell so yeah, yeah, I, I think we get some short-term volatility uh, either way. I know I, I mentioned on the podcast about six months ago, uh, but I imagine since then there's there's been plenty of people that this is either their first time or uh, haven't listened for, for that long. But uh, I remember saying, I was speaking to a trader at, uh, I think it was Goldman Sachs, and they were saying they just use non-farm payrolls just purely for liquidity purposes, not to make any actual decisions. If they had a an overall view that a particular market was going to go higher or whatever, they would just use... The volatility that comes at well 130 uk time to execute those longer term orders just because there'd be higher liquidity in that period than the normal which makes sense um with november the 30th coming and going we enter the new month we're into december how do you see things for for crypto as we enter the the last month of the year uh is there anything in particular you're, you're keeping a, a watch on in in this space i mean it look it's had a it's had a fantastic year so far hasn't it i mean i know there's been peaks and troughs but we're we're pretty much on the the all-time high for for bitcoin give or take um is there is there a final push to to come does this new variant have a hold over it what are your thoughts maybe to both i might say that if i'm going to sit on the fence really um yeah i i think that again the variant you know 
does does have a little bit of a hold we know if fear sets into the market you know we tend to see riskier assets sold first crypto is obviously going to be part of that but also don't think now that's enough to sort of really derail crypto you know i feel like you know when we had that sell off on monday uh, sorry we had sell off on friday it got hit pretty hard and then come monday it was back strong and it's sort of really shrugging off the market selling off last night to be honest it's not really had any reaction at all pretty much the whole top 15 are uh, you know are up today if we're looking at market cap so you know i, I still don't think We've seen everything, to be honest, um, from from crypto and specifically Bitcoin. Yes, you know, as you say, we're, we're in that bull market. You know, we've had a really strong year so far, but we still haven't sort of seen those, you know, parabolic, you know, huge gains that we saw from those bull markets that we get in 2013, 2017. Um, you know, and even if you go back to um, 2020, when it really pushed through at the end of last year. So again, you know, if we look at sort of the seasonal trends, um, we go off history, we maybe still have got the top to come. Maybe we still haven't quite reached that peak yet. And we know Bitcoin likes to end the year with a bull run, you know, really strong rally going in. Um, you know, we might have seen the Santa rally, you know, from, from stocks, but, but maybe not from, from crypto. Maybe we've got a little bit to go. Still going to stick with my, my theory around that sort of 64, 65,000, maybe 69, that all time high for year end and then maybe we kick on as we get into 2022 um you know just having a look today ethereum looks really strong right now sort of been really testing around 4,800 today and you know looking like it you know could possibly break out uh 5k is probably that next sort of target new all times highs within that next week or so so i think what that tells me is i think more investors getting into cryptos you know the crypto space they're understanding the real use cases behind a lot of other assets which obviously ethereum really is it starts i think the benefits it can bring to the financial system smart contracts DeFi, you know staking etc you know there's some huge benefits there with something like that and it really wouldn't surprise me within the next couple of years if ethereum was to really go on and sort of challenge bitcoin at the top i'm surprised it to again being in the space since you know 2016 watching you know you know crypto i am surprised ethereum hasn't done that yet but bitcoin does seem to sort of remain king but ultimately we're, we're currently in this environment and we, we spoke about you know investing in inflation prints and you know again bitcoin's you know it's, you can't call it an inflation hedge um but ultimately it's being it's being we're seeing the the biggest sort of adoption of bitcoin and crypto right now when we're experiencing some of the you know the highest inflation we've seen for 20 years right so and and it's you know the best performing asset so it's, it's really hard to argue against it again you, it's still in its infancy it's still not been challenged enough um still think it's got a long way to go but we're seeing a lot more you, you know investors adopt it right now um and if there's any time to test it it's, it's right now um but as i say having said that overnight you know when overnight we had that news obviously from jerome powell um and, and i think if we then do start to see rates rise faster than expected maybe then we start to see you know capital flow out of of crypto because because we've seen again we, we've had that tina narrative right where we've had no other alternative equities crypto you know everything in the market if we start to see rates rise a bit faster do we see uh investors pull out some of those riskier assets and go back to something you know fixed income or 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 assets to um a little bit lower risk than than, than crypto but looking ahead you know 2022 i think you know DeFi is going to have a really significant role next year we're going to have that continued growth of nfts the metaverse you know um web 3.0 blockchain etc so i think 
you know, although these trends aren't probably going to reach their full potential in 2022, it's definitely going to act as a sounding board and going to be a huge year for acceleration. Um, you know, little things, you know, smart contracts, can they facilitate a more innovative way for shipping and logistics processes? Um, you know, we know how difficult this year has been in terms of, um, you know, supply chain issues and supply chain constraints. If we can have something that's completely borderless, you know, nobody, not one person looks after it, you know, how brilliant would that be if it's something seamless and, you know, we can really sort of change that that logistics process so we don't have these supply issues. So I think there's a lot to come. I think there's definitely a lot of development to come from crypto in 2022. As I say, I really don't think it's going to be that sort of real peak. I think we'll, we'll start to realize the, the, the full use cases within the next year or so. And then it's going to take, you know, a number of years to obviously really see it all play out. But yeah, I'm really confident that 2022 will be that sort of sounding board as what we can expect, you know, in the future. Oh, sounds, sounds fantastic. You sold me. Um, you mentioned there Web, Web 3.0 NFTs and I'd, I'd encourage people over the the next sort of few days to head over to the Academy because we actually uh, spoke to the CEO and founder of Socios and Chilis uh, who talked about uh, that token Chilis there which uh, sort of integrates NFTs in a way uh, and Web 3.0. Sanya Khan from Utrust we spoke to uh, this time yesterday so it would be uh, interesting for for our viewers to to get their thoughts on on what they've had to say, uh, guys. If you if you made it this far, thank you very much for for listening to the podcast. You can of course head to the Toro Academy to find out loads more webinars, podcasts, guides. Uh, you have information for, of your heart's desire. There, uh, we'll be back uh, next week in a few weeks' time, maybe two three weeks' time. Josh, we'll review your your guesses from the, the first half of the year, about the second half of the year, 65K for Bitcoin does look pretty good right now, but we know a lot can change in, in a short time. So we'll see how you get on. But Josh, thank you very much as usual for, for joining. No, thank you, Sam. And uh, thanks everyone for listening as, as usual. And I hope you all enjoy your week. Awesome guys. Take care and have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.